Most of us have heard of St. Augustine. He was a great African bishop. One of his greatest writings was called On the Trinity. And it took him about 30 years to write it. He kept revising it and updating it. And the story goes that once, as Augustine was walking along the beach, he saw a little boy who had a seashell. And he was digging a hole with, in the sand with the seashell. And then the little boy got up from where he was and he ran over to the water and he, he dipped some water out of the ocean and brought it back and put it in the hole. And Augustine watched him do this several times and then he asked, what, asked the little boy what he was doing. He said, I'm trying to put the ocean in this hole. And Augustine later realized that that's probably what he was trying to do when he was trying to define, the, define God and uh, trying to comprehend the, min, the mystery of the Trinity, that it was just as futile as trying to put the ocean into that hole of sand. Well, that may be the main thing that it would help us to realize as we try to think about the Trinity, and that is that it is mystery. And that we're uncomfortable with mystery. And one of the reasons I think we, that the early church councils tried to define God is because we are uncomfortable with mystery. And so we want to define things and we want to have an image of things. We want to be able to picture it. And we just can't. We just can't. Now, the early Christians maintained, as we do, that they were monotheists, believing in only one God. And yet they also defined divine work as being able to be accomplished in three distinct ways. But even our weak attempts at, attempt at um, trying to explain God can be helpful as we live each day. When we think about the different aspects of God that we try to, to box in, as we put with the Trinity, we think of God not only as Father, as Creator, but Mother as well, and Nurturer, Protector, Provider. And yet, because we couldn't comprehend that without a physical example, we have Jesus, the Son, made flesh and dwelling among us, showing us how to live by giving his life away. And yet, we know, too, that flesh doesn't last forever. So now we also have the Holy Spirit to translate to us what the Father and the Son want us to understand. Michael Van Horn, the minister who found the earlier story about St. Augustine, also writes about having attended a wedding reception at the Detroit Zoo's Butterfly House. Now, he said that his childhood experience with butterflies had been catching them, chloroforming them to death, and pinning them onto a piece of cardboard. They were pretty, but something was lacking. In the butterfly house, he was able to observe a living reality, 
butterflies chasing each other, fluttering in front of his nose, landing on his shirt. What live butterflies actually do close up. And so he says that the Christian doctrine of the Trinity is much the same. Theologians can sit in book-filled studies, smoking pipes, writing about God, anesthetized and pinned to a board. But something is severely lacking. The Trinity is a doctrine then about a living active God, not simply a metaphysical abstraction or an object that we can pin under a microscope. More and more, churches and other organizations like ours are using the idea of teams as opposed to committees. If somebody asks you to be on a committee, your first thought is probably, oh, I don't want to do that. But when you think about a team... You think about a group of people who are working together with a common goal. So my thought for this year's Trinity Sunday is that maybe it's a team approach to God. Maybe Trinity is a team approach to God. You have five on a basketball court, nine on a baseball diamond, 11 on a football field, but only three on the God squad. Three. At a county fair, the townspeople held a horse-pulling contest. The first-place horse ended up moving a sled weighing 4,500 pounds. The second-place horse pulled a sled weighing 4,000 pounds. Well, the owners of the two horses decided that they would try, they would see what the two horses could do together. And so they hitched them up and they just pick a number in your mind. If one could pull 4,000 and the other one could pull 4,500, think of a number in your mind that you think the two could pull together. 10,000? Anybody else want to take a guess? 12,000? 12,000 pounds is what they could move as a team. By working separately, 8,500 pounds. But when coupled together, their combined energy produced an added 3,500 pounds, almost the same amount that one of them could do together. So God's three persons can can accomplish more together. That's one aspect of team, the team approach. But the other is that an enlarged, what an enlarged understanding of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit can do for us. Teamed with God, we have more power as individuals. And God has more power as well. Through each day, we face questions about what we should do in situations that arise. The basic things, a piece of trash blows across your path. Well, should I pick that up? You see somebody pulled over on the side of the road, someone you know, and you wonder if you should pull over with them. Somebody is in the hospital. 
and you wonder if you have the energy to go do something for them. Well, looking to God as Father or Son or Holy Spirit can help us discern the response that is best for all involved. But I want to think beyond that to some of the deeper issues that we face. For example, maybe you feel a rage inside that you don't like. When a child is misbehaving, perhaps, or a, chi- a driver cuts you off, or you're holding an alcoholic, another alcoholic drink in your grip, and then all, all the feeling you have inside is, oh, I hate this. And sometimes I want to hurt someone. It's times like that, the most difficult times in our life, when it's helpful to have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to call on our own team to build us back up. Other situations, marital affairs, hating your job, being caught up in debt so that you can't, you feel like you can't get out. That's when we need the God squad, the whole team, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A father to hold us and close us, embrace us in protective arms. A brother to tell us what worked for him and to give us hope because he, too, has suffered. And a creative spirit to help us see the actual possibilities of getting out from under whatever is oppressing us. Sideshow is an interesting musical, unusual. It's based on the true story of the Hilton twins, Siamese twins, born uh, conjoined at the hip. And at first they started out as a sideshow act humiliating, perhaps, exploited. But they came to be a singing and dancing vaudeville act in the 1930s. Now, in the play, then, as you can imagine, two women have to play the parts joined at the hip. So think about what happens if one tries to be the star. They can't do that. They have to continue to work together. If one decides to go solo, the show is over. Now, I think we can think about ourselves in that way and with God. You know, are we attached to God so that God is working on God's side and we're working well on ours? As a church, too, when we work together, not just spend time in the same room, but even when we suffer together, we find ourselves, as Paul said, with greater character and greater hope than we could ever have on our own. Life as a Christian is a team effort.